Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Affiliate Journey. As of today, I changed the name of the podcast from Affiliate Journey with Miodrag Milenkovic to only Affiliate Journey. I think it's much simpler for you <clears throat> to pronounce it and for anyone to find it online. So I did a little shift. It's still with me, with Miodrag Milenkovic, but it's, as I said, much easier to find online. And enough rambling about that, let's talk about our today's guest. His name is Steven Summers and he is an online beast. I'm telling you, uh, many of us are striving toward Tucoma Club Award. That is $1 million in, with one sales, funnels, sales funnel. And he holds five <laughs> awards for Tucoma Club. Uh, that's, just, that's just insane. Uh, we did go over some fun stuff like overwhelm with affiliate marketing and the problems that people have with strategy and how to find the one that works for you and many many other exciting things i had such a such a fun time with steven he's such a eloquent speaker and i learned a lot and i'm sure so will you so before you start with a podcast i would highly suggest you subscribe because it helps me it helps the podcast and it helps you to get notified when the new guest is coming and that is every friday we have awesome guests awesome marketers who will teach you awesome stuff so make sure you subscribe and share the episode with your friends if you think they will find it interesting and valuable anyway without further ado i present you Mr. Steven himself. Hello everyone, you're listening to Affiliate Journey with Mildred Milenkovic and I'm super, super pumped to present our today's guest and his name is Steven. Hello Steven, welcome to the show. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing very well, sir. I'm delighted to be here. I love talking about affiliate marketing and I'm excited to answer any questions and give as much value as I possibly can. Oh, I'm already interested. Now, before we proceed with affiliate marketing, tell me, how did you, why did you start online? And like, what is your background story of doing yeah. what you're doing now? Yeah. So just for context, I'm 32 now, just so people can understand the timeline. So I started online when I was 23. So a little while ago now. And basically the reason I got into building businesses online, like a lot of people, I was working in a job I didn't like, and I wanted to have my own business, make my own money, have, have control of my own income as well. But I didn't know how to do it. I had no idea. I was completely clueless how to build online businesses. So I first of all started becoming interested in things like affiliate marketing and you know information marketing and stuff like that. But I didn't have I didn't have any expertise in any particular area at the time. I was working as a data processor, so I was like typing information from a form into a computer, from a form into a computer all day. So it's not like I had any real expertise in anything. So I sort of went this kind of you might say longer route, but I sort of I looked for a business that I could get involved in, which you know, I didn't have to be an expert. I didn't have to have an audience. I could get started and I could build something and then go from there. So initially I started selling products, still do. 
selling products on Amazon globally. Uh, we built up a really successful business myself and my business partner, Robert, in that world. And then, you know, we did that for a number of years together. We built up a really successful business. But at that time, I wanted then to you know, start adding value again, start teaching some of the stuff that we'd learned. We built up a really cool business. And I got really frustrated uh, by a lot of the stuff that was been taught about Amazon and how Amazon works. And we had our own methodology that we really, uh, you know, we'd, we'd honed ourselves over the last couple of years. So we basically put out our own program. Marketplace Superheroes is the company we built. It's now an eight-figure business at this point in time. Uh, we've won five Two Comic Club Awards, so we know a lot about oh, well. Uh, yeah, and we're, I think that we is have a the, lot. <laughs> yeah, I think we have the X Award now. I think we do. I have to go and check that now. I think we might have got it through all the different, you know, funnels that we operate in there in our value ladder. Uh, and then, you know, obviously over the last few years, we've promoted some programs as affiliates. We're a vendor ourselves. We've got a lot of really good affiliates promoting our programs. Uh, so again, I kind of come at the this from a perspective of you know to become a really top level affiliate. It's it's a really it's a really cool thing to do. I always wanted to be known as a super affiliate back in the day. That was my one of my kind of weird goals, which means nothing really in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, I suppose at this point we would be considered that. When we come in and we promote something, you know, we typically produce hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue uh, when we pick the right product and we really go all out with a promotion. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're quite well regarded in that area. But again, I have a lot to say on this kind of stuff because I like, I like to think that Whenever I started teaching Amazon, I was really frustrated by what was going on in the market. And I feel the same way now about online marketing and, and where that's going. I think there's some great teachers. We were just talking about Steve Larson before we came on, who's a great teacher in this area. I have tons of respect for, obviously, Russell Brunson as well. Loads of respect there and, and many others. But also at the same time, there's like a lot of people trying to learn this stuff. And they're kind of just been, been sent all over the place trying to find uh, different breadcrumbs from everywhere. And so I think it's cool to maybe simplify things and break it down and, like fo and focus on the most important things that generate all the money. And, the, and those things are the simple things. So hopefully we can get into some of that today. I'm actually interested in starting from there. So yeah. I'm noticing affiliate marketing world that one of the biggest struggles people have, and I had it myself, it's like overwhelm of information. And as you've mentioned, many people teaching it and it's all over the place. So if someone is frustrated and is learning this affiliate marketing and all this stuff, and doesn't know what to do next. What would you recommend? What are those basics and what he or she could do in the next month to be on a better path with more clarity? Sure. Yeah, so I think the first thing obviously is like, depends what market you're in, right? So if you're in fitness, if you're in online business, whatever the case may be, I think the most important thing is getting your story straight is really important, I think. Uh, sometimes I see people, you know, they get involved in affiliate marketing and they're promoting, say, marketing products online, which is cool. Uh, but the problem is then that they have this fear that, like, I'm not successful. I haven't had, my business is not producing millions. So I can't kind of talk about my story. I can't talk about what I'm doing. I think that's the first, the first and biggest mistake that I see out there. I think the best thing you can do is at all times be transparent, at all times be honest. And if you don't have a successful business right now, that's okay. Be honest about that. Talk about like, these are the things that I'm learning along the way. These are the things that I'm implementing. 
to build my online business. And so I think sometimes if you didn't have a business and you're, you're promoting, say, let's say online marketing programs, it's good to maybe just start a business or even just like partner with a company and start implementing these things and actually document some of those things that are happening. So you create like an interesting story about your situation, why you're doing what you're doing, because the audience then, that's the thing, like your story's huge and getting your story straight. But then understanding like, why that's important is because your audience need to trust you because here's the thing is missing about affiliate marketing completely is that when you're an affiliate, you're endorsing another person's product or service. In other words, in other words you're using your name and your trusted message to endorse that person to somebody who knows you, but doesn't know them. That's, that's a, like affiliate marketing, referral marketing. It's, it's the same concept. Therefore, in order to be able to really endorse something and create explosive results as, as an affiliate, you've got to build that trust first and foremost with your subscribers, with your audience. And I think that's critical. So for me, it's like a lot of people, they're, they're publishing a lot of content now. You know, we actually started aggressively publishing a lot of YouTube content this year and it's completely changed our business. Even though we only have a small YouTube channel, we've got a pretty good audience, obviously with Marketplace Superheroes. So there, a lot of, a lot of our audience who are watching that material now, are a lot of our non-buyers are watching that material now and we're building that trust with them in that business a lot earlier. Other stuff that we're moving into, we're going to be teaching some of this kind of stuff in the future that we're talking about today. And for me, it'll always be right. I need to, I need to get trust early on with people because it's only when you have that trust in place that you're going to get the, the results you're looking for. I'll give you an example. We promoted a program a few months ago. It was not related to Amazon, but it was related to building an online business. It was a Facebook groups training product. And I just thought it was a brilliant fit for our audience because our audience, they sell on Amazon. So it's like, non-technical, uh, a lot of the, you know, it's non-technical, don't have to have a website, don't have to have a lot of these things that our audience don't want to have. And in this product, it was the same idea. They were leveraging Facebook, so you didn't have to have a website, you didn't have to have all these things that are typically associated with success. And the product was great, lot, hundreds of results. So I felt like, you know, this is a good fit for our audience. So we put together a promotion. We, we did a live webinar with the, with the partner. And then what happened was so interesting after this, right, was that I got so many messages from people asking me, Stephen, like, you don't usually talk about stuff like this. Is this something that I should buy? I trust your opinion. If you say you believe it would be good for me, I'll buy it. And if not, I won't buy it. And with some people, I said, yeah, I think this could do really well for you. I'd recommend it. For some people, I would say, I actually know you a little bit. I know what you're trying to do. And it's just not the right thing for you right now because you're focused on building your Amazon business. It's not the right time. So my point is, I turned away some business there. Now, we did over well over 200 grand in, in, in sales there in that promotion. But we probably would have done even more only for... I didn't mail the entire list at the very end, blah, blah, blah. Loads of reasons why. And they're, they're solid reasons. And again, that comes back to trust and integrity. I didn't just blast my entire email list, the whole promotion. I mailed everybody right up to the webinar. We did the webinar. And then we mailed only people that registered the outro sequence because they're the people that said they were interested. So I think when we go right back, we unpack everything I talked about. Start with your story, getting your story straight. Then move on to building that trust and integrity with your audience and, and really talking about you and your journey, really revealing like proper intimate details about yourself and what you're trying to achieve. You know, for anybody who's read 
expertsecrets.com secrets from Russell Brunson, you know, you talk about the internal and the external motivation. Yeah. That's an important thing. You know, it's in loads of books, but I know a lot of people would have read that that are listening. And so that internal motivation and external motivation, it's okay to be honest about that. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't have a seven figure business right now. I'm, I'm figuring this out. These are the products and services that I'm learning from on my journey. Here's the pro- the project I'm applying this information to, because I think as well I don't know what you think, Midrag, but I have a little I have a kind of an issue which is like if you've never had a business but then you're promoting business products but you're not applying it to something, I think eventually people kind of lose respect over time because it's like yeah like it, you're giving me good content but really you're just you're selling to me what I what I'm gonna do but you're not like applying anywhere else you're literally just selling a product that I should go do. And I, I feel for me, for integrity, it's important to have something else. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, without integrity off or online, it just doesn't work. Not long term. Like, you can get some small wins, but over the long term, I'm pretty sure you're going to fail. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, because, again, it's the internet, right? And, I mean, all of our information is on the internet. Like, we've been in business now with Marketplace Superheroes for nearly five years and with thousands of students and all of that, and they've generated lots of sales on Amazon and everything else. But at the end of the day, like we've had to work really hard to keep our integrity, to keep our uh, our, our trust in, and, and all of that as a business. And so when we promote something with affiliate marketing, it's a phenomenal way to expand your business with your existing audience uh, without having to create a new product. But again, like you have to really think about your promotions. You know, I, I live in a world now where I've got people pitching me all the time to promote something. And the problem is then they, they come to you and say, like, I'd like to promote, uh, I'd like you to promote this and then I'll, I'll promote you as well. And that's cool. The like, cross promotions are good. But at the end of the day, like I'm always looking at, is this fit my audience? Would my audience want this? And for anybody listening, you know, I know it can be kind of painful to turn away a potential product, a potential promotion that could make you quite a bit of money in the short term. But as you just said there as well, like in the long term, that can really hurt you. And I think on that point, affiliates are not strategic in any way. And I think for everybody listening, start thinking strategically is really important. So a good example, this podcast is a good example of a good strategic position for you because you're obviously interviewing people who are successful, who do this at a high level, who do this at a higher level than yourself maybe as well, right? Which is good. That's a good thing. Like you're, you're positioning yourself as an authority in this market. Very, very smart, strategic thing to do. And and so that's just one example. There's lots of other examples. Like I'll give you one from my world. So I want to expand my product line. I want to teach a lot of this on my marketing stuff, things that I know in the way that I know how to teach it is very different to maybe how other people teach it or whatever. I know I've got my own processes that I've learned from others as well. So I want to bring what I know to the market, but I can't bring it underneath marketplace superheroes because it'd be, it'd be incredibly weird. Like I'm talking to Amazon and we, we do freight services and everything. And all of a sudden we're like shoehorning this stuff on top of our customers. And so they're going to become very confused. Like why are you talking about this over here? So we're creating a strategic brand, uh, which is probably going to be called, you know, side hustle heroes or something like that, which is going to relate to side hustles. It's going to relate to online marketing. And so anybody who's over here, Hey, this is what we're doing over here. If you want to come over and check it out, this is where it's going to be. And we're going to only talk about this stuff over here, leaving uh, strategically the information that Amazon over here. And that's what I think like everyone else should be thinking about. 
right? And it's, it's strategic. It's, being strategic is, is critical. It's how you're going to become successful. Yeah, I agree. Actually, one of the mistakes I've noticed, I was creating like this PDF download as a lead magnet and I was listing mistakes affiliates make and the entire category, I didn't have it in head first, but it came out, it was like 15 strategic mistakes people are making. So I think strategy is very important. And what is the one you would suggest to people who are like... Yeah. who haven't found success with affiliate marketing so far. What is, in your opinion, maybe one of the better strategies to go with? Yeah. Well, this, look, honestly, the simplest strategy out there that's boring, but it's going, it's still going to be the most important thing in your life. Uh, people, you know, made products about this for years. They call it list building. They call it lots of different things. Audience building, whatever you want to call it. A herd building, you know, Dan Kennedy would call it, right? Uh, at the end of the day, like you've got to do what I talked about earlier on, get the story straight and all that. And then you've got to start building that community. I, I would just say it's community building now. So if it's building your email list and then bringing people to a Facebook group where you're going to talk about the thing that you're interested in, the thing that you're intending to promote products on, strategically, that's critical. You have, to have, you have to have a way to communicate with your community. You have to have a way to build trust with your community first and foremost before you do anything else. Like I see a lot of people on Facebook, you know, they're running advertising to an affiliate product and they're just kind of taking the arbitraged money on that, so they're trying. To, so you know, I get my ads, I get my clicks at a certain price. I know I make this much per click, per attend, per attendee, per registrant, per per whatever. Therefore, I know well if I get this number of clicks, I'm going to make this much per click. So I'm in profit. I'm happy with that. That's all well and good, but at the end of the day, you could be a lot more strategic about that. And, and number one, build a personal brand before that. Or you could build a non-personal brand before that. Give people a reason to get interested and get involved with the company there strategically. Then introduce that offer at the back as, as a perfect solution to the problem that that person is having. So in simple, very simple example, but obviously just take health is the easiest one in the world. You know, you're advertising to uh, men who want to get ripped. Real, such, such a cliche example, but it's the easiest one. And you're like, right, well, I could just send them straight to a ClickBank product or something like that. Or I could send them to a pre-lander and build the list first, build the audience first, get some trust with that person early on, make some videos, get them into a Facebook community, be talking, be sharing, do Facebook lives, get the trust factor going, then say, by the way, I'm on the same journey you're on. I'm looking to reduce my body fat to get in shape. I'm doing all these things. Here's what, here's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I've learned it all from this product over here. This is the one I recommend. This is what you should pick up right now. Oh, and by the way, when you do pick it up, here's the bonus that I'm giving you on top of that. And that's another example of strategic behavior that affiliates aren't doing, which is when they promote something, somebody buys from somebody else, what happens? They go off that, out of that person's platform and they go into the affiliate vendor's platform and they're kind of lost now. So they're, so they're gone. They're not coming back. So that's why, again, if you had that communication, if you had that, that, if you had that uh, trust and that bond with that person, it, the better example, which I read recently, is it's more like when you go to a doctor, you go to a GP. So you can imagine yourself as the GP, the general practitioner doctor. Someone's going to because they don't feel well, they have a problem. You diagnose them the solution, but you know then that particular solution they're looking for, a specialist 
has the answer to that problem. You don't have the answer. You're not a specialist in that area. So you send the person to that specialist. You refer them to that specialist. They go to the specialist. They get the problem solved. But remember, they you were the person that initially recommended that specialist. So let's say they had a heart problem and they went to a heart specialist. Well, if they come back with a back issue or something, they're not going to go to the heart specialist straight away. So for you as an affiliate then, start thinking about that. It's like, you know, what, what am I strategically then? Am I the, the heart specialist that I only talk about, I don't know, Facebook ads or something like that? I don't talk about anything else. Or am I strategically the place before this? Good examples of, of really good strategic positioning here as well. Companies like Early to Rise, big publishing companies, right? But they're, they're bringing in the audience first. They're building the audience first. And then, yeah, they do recommend different products from time to time. But the audience stick with Early to Rise at the same time as learning that special skill elsewhere. And if people just sort of took those things on, yes, it takes longer, but it's going to feed you for a whole lot longer. Like I know people who have been building their list well long before I got into building audiences, you know, maybe they started on Warrior, which is now Warrior Plus, Warrior Forum. They were selling things for $7. My good friend Ben Adkins is a good example of this. You know, Ben is now selling things for $300, $500 a week, per week at times. He's all these new products he's making. But a lot of his list, his audience, they first bought something from him for $7 years ago. And that's because he's just continually built up his community. He's built the trust. And that's it. That's what you got to do. I agree. I think that is probably maybe the most important thing in affiliate marketing. And what would you, that was one of my questions. Like, how do you go, say you don't have a name, you don't have authority, you are new. And how do you position yourself? And how do you actually build that audience when you have like zero people on your email list, Facebook group, personal profile, whatever? Number one, that's hard because I've been there. I've been there. I started out with literally no followers. I was just a weird Irish guy. Still am a weird Irish guy, but you know, I was an even weirder one with no audience whatsoever back then. And yeah, like I didn't know a lot of the stuff I know now. Uh, if I knew what I know now, you know, yeah, I could, there's a few things I'll talk about you could do. But for me, what I did at the time was I just got into Facebook groups I was a part of, and I just started talking about what I was doing. And at the time, it was I was transitioning from just selling things on Amazon to beginning to teach it. So I was talking about the fact that I'm now teaching how myself and my business partner generated whatever million uh, dollars on Amazon, selling our own products globally. And all of a sudden, like when I started sharing that journey I was on creating that, a lot of people then actually wanted to learn how to do what it was I was teaching them to do. So that became how I got my first start, like strategically communicating in Facebook groups, not spamming them uh, or anything like that, but finding smaller groups as well. That like everyone's in the ClickFunnels group now, there's 200,000 people in there. So you know the chances of you uh, writing something and, and being found and all of that, it's just, a, it's just a sea of people. So the best thing to do is go and buy products from people who you trust who have an audience who might be interested in your journey as well, and just become an influencer within their community. That's the first simple thing I think a lot of people could do and be honest and share that journey, get that story straight early on, like that we talked about early on, what's your position going to be. Uh, if your position is like you're the reporter or whatever, you're going to interview people and report back. Cool. That's what you're looking to do. So you got to get all of those things in place. So become a mini influencer is the simplest thing to do. Uh, and from there then, 
try and try and just build a network of people around you who are on a similar journey or don't have a huge audience but would be interested in you talking about your journey. And the best people out there are who? They are the vendors of the product that you're learning from. The best people. So you can become a guy called Brian Harris, who I know. He's got some great stuff on this. He calls it the poster boy uh, methodology, where you become the best student for the person. And you, you almost like become that influencer within the community. If you look at Steve Larson, by the way, I would say Steve is a good example of this, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he became the poster boy for Russell's products. And he, and he shares his journey of creating his MLM secrets company. So he has that project that he's applying these things to. Now, at this point in time, obviously, it's shifted now, right? Because he's become so well-known now for what he's teaching and, and, and implementing that he, he, that's a business of its own now at this point in time. And so I think that's, that's important. I think that if you had a project that you were, let's say you were, you were talking about online marketing, you had a project then that you were applying these things to, you can speak to that partner as well and say, hey, is it cool if I share some of the things I've learned along the way? So maybe you can start your own little podcast, but it's a very, but, it, but you got to differentiate that now. You got to start thinking about, right, well, what can I give? What material can I put out there that's, that's going to interest people? It's going to have people want to tune in every week. So, if, so that's why people were doing you know, income reports for years, right? We're sharing the journey. They were sharing what worked, what didn't work. So that's why it's so hard when you've no following. Uh, and, you, and I'm assuming people don't have a whole lot of capital is, is what my answer includes there. If on the other hand, you got some capital, you got some money, well then, you know, things change a little bit, right? Because you can build some simple lead funnels where you're, you're building up your email list, you're building your own uh, squeeze page, you're building your own lead magnet like you were talking about earlier on, which could be as simple as if you're, let's, again, we'll just talk about affiliate marketing for now. You know, you can just go, look what you're doing, go interview the top people out there who are either vendors or are affiliates and make that like your free giveaway. Uh, get access to these people who will cost you a lot of money to have time with and share their expertise with. So then people, obviously, they, they opt in for that. They're interested in that. You could do that in any market. Like you can do that in the fitness market. Go out and find all the, the main guys out there, women out there who are talking about fitness. Maybe pick out someone who's a supplement expert, somebody who's a sleep expert, somebody who's a, you know, a, a weight training expert, et cetera. Put them into a little focus group. That's your, that's your download. You can obviously do Facebook ads, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to cost you a bit of money. But again, if you, you won't notice ahead of time, but when you start to get a feel for what your lifetime value is of your clients, even when you're promoting other people's products, you can start to get a feel for what you can afford then at that point. So that's a much more complex way to do it. But obviously, in the world we're moving into, that's the way you got to go. And I think the simplest way, honestly, is if you had no following, no nothing, is just to go and find somebody who does have an audience and go and just partner with them, blow up their business. And then as time goes on, then you can leverage that result as your own. And that could be something you build a more explosive following off of because you have a really cool story then. So there's three, there's three pathways people can take. I think partnering with people with an audience is something I'm going to be teaching more of because I think it's the single simplest way for people to get into affiliate marketing because what you can do is you can build products and services for that expert, you can say, hey, I'll build your funnels, I'll build your marketing, you just focus on being the expert, we'll make your products and all of that. You build out their value ladder with them. And what you do at the back of that business, you promote other people's products to scale out the brand. And that's just a simple thing that people can do. And a lot of people don't want to do that because I think everybody feels like you have to be the expert, but you really don't. You know, you can be a 
a producer and you can do very well. I couldn't agree more. Now tell me what is aside from not building an audience, what is the most common or the biggest mistake you see affiliates make in your space? Just being lazy, um, not being creative in any way. Simple as that. Affiliates are the laziest people in the world. And it's just the, just the way it is. And I'm just going to call it out as it is because that's just the truth. Because I think underneath it all, most affiliates don't view their business as a real business, right? Air quotes there for anybody listening. Uh, and it's not true. Like, I mean, if you're, you think about it, there's some huge companies like in the world who are basically affiliates. Like, I mean, Groupon are essentially just an affiliate marketing company. AppSumo.com are essentially just an affiliate marketing business, right? It's just they put a really good front on the, the brand. And it's really smart. Like, I mean, AppSumo promotes app deals for entrepreneurs. Really intelligent. They don't have, they have some of their own products, but mostly other people's products, right? So again, uh, the, the mistake then is that, you know, you build a bit of an audience and you, what do you do? You go, you find a bit of swipe copy, you blast it out to your list and whatever, I'll take whatever sales I can. What we do and what differentiates us from everybody else is when we endorse a product, I say endorse, it's a critical word that most affiliates don't think of it that way. What do we do? Well, we, we usually build a two week long promotion, excuse me, depending on the offer. Some offers, you know, the, the vendor wants to be a blind offer. They don't want to retalk about exactly the methodology, et cetera. So it's a little bit more tricky to do, but typically, uh, if it's a two-week-long promotion, we have a whole week. We just call it our engagement week. And what we do in that week is we have like a Monday email, which is like a hook. So we're giving the, a hook behind what's coming the following week. And so we're writing an interesting email. We're reframing a belief about a certain vehicle or whatever the case may be. Tuesday, we have a tactic email. So we give a tactic that relates to something that's coming next week. That someone can use right now and get a little bit of benefit from so they can see, oh, cool. I, I use that little technique and it worked, right? Simple example with a, a language technique. So we're like, you know, a lot of people say, I need, I need, I need all these things. Hey, why don't you change your words from I need from that to I have an opportunity to. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, I have an opportunity to make more money. I have an opportunity to build a business. So, so it was like an empowering thing that happened in the promotion early on, which is important because at the end of the day, like people will only go into a new vehicle and try something new when they feel in an empowered state. So that's why it was important for us to help people become empowered. Because at the end of the day, like people say it in different ways, but I see it as we're liberating people from their old belief systems is typically what we're doing when we're helping them build an Amazon business or helping them build any business. We're breaking down the BS beliefs that have held them back for years and we're giving them a vehicle which they can apply this new belief system to become successful. But anyway, that's besides the point. So then on, a, on, a, on that first week, then on a Thursday, we typically just have like what we call a, a breath email, which is just a break. It could be kind of a fun email, five things people who procrastinate. Again, it has to relate to the offer happening next week uh, to make it work. But on the Friday then, we let them know, hey, next week we have a live training coming about what we've been talking about on the Monday, Tuesday emails. Make sure you check out the, the live training. So then on the live training week, Monday through Thursday, if it's a webinar, for example, we're promoting the, the, we're promoting the vehicle now. We're promoting, if there's videos even, uh, there can be sometimes pre-launch videos, we're promoting those that week as well to get people to register for the training, but also to pre-frame uh, and pre-sell the offer that's going to happen on the Thursday. 
So another example of something we did on that first week, that engagement week, we promoted a, a, a product recently and we did a book challenge because it was like, it, the, the product was a, a textbook arbitrage product for Amazon, right? So we knew then, well, in order to make this make sense to our audience, what do we have to do? We have to do something fun and show them what? We have to show them, well, textbooks are really valuable on Amazon. So we did a book challenge in our first week where people had to go to Amazon. I showed them a simple process as to how to do it. Go and find me the most expensive books you can find on Amazon. And people put it into our free Facebook group, tagged it Stephen's book challenge. It became this really interesting engagement opportunity in the first week. Whereas what do most affiliates do? Let's just face it. They email Monday through Thursday for a webinar. They don't do any of that little engagement part. They don't pre-frame the offer in any way. They don't rewrite the copy in their own language and in their own words. And as a result of that, you see, by the time the webinar happens, there's too much pressure on the webinar then to perform. And I've seen it as a vendor, you know, someone's promoting us, like if they put no effort into the promotion, they just send out a bit of swipe. You know, yeah, like our, our webinars, they convert really well. But at the end of the day, you know, they're only going to convert as well as the audience have been pre-framed to the offer. Because if you've got to take someone from cold to, to hot in one webinar, it's doable, but it's very difficult. Whereas if you can take someone from warm or lukewarm to hot in a webinar, it's very possible. And, 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 and again, even if you don't do it on the webinar, by the time your outro sequence is over, if you share case studies and all that, then the person's ready to buy. So yeah, that's, that's my, whole, my whole thing. And if people could just do what I'm talking about, you'll find your affiliate results will skyrocket because why? Going back to the top of the interview, number one, people trust you. So when you introduce a vehicle, they'll be ready to listen to you. I see other things about me drag. Like I, I've seen people do for a while. They did really well from this. You know, they would do a live training every Thursday, and it became like a kind of like a show. And you can do that really well if you position it well. But I see people basically just blasting out offers every single week. And of course, what does it do? It kills your list because people are like, "Well, last week you told me drop shipping was the way." This week, you're telling me uh, affiliate marketing is the way. Next week, you're probably going to tell me supplements are the way. Like, what is the way, right? And again, that's a good example of not pre-framing, not understanding uh, what your audience wants, and, and also sometimes not caring what your audience wants and just kind of promoting things for the sake of it. And I see it happen. And I, I think those people do well for a while because the stuff they're promoting, the marketing is solid around it. But then it just, it just dies off eventually. And you're just looking for the next hot thing then which is just not a really sensible thing to do, you know? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And when you mentioned that pre-framing, I remember uh, the man who actually got me interested and started in this, maybe you've heard of him, the best and top click funnel affiliate, Spencer Meekum. Yeah. So he was awesome. And I don't know if at the time was that was consciously. I watched his YouTube videos and the way he pre-frame you, I was like, I have to go and get click funnels. Like so what would you suggest? How do people pre-frame the product or service, whatever they are promoting effectively so the yeah. people and their audience is interested? Yeah, well, pre-framing something like so so what's a frame number one? Well, a frame is how you enter a conversation. So it's pretty simple, right? So if you enter a conversation knowing... Uh, so there's, th there's three levels of problems, right? This is from scientific advertising, right? You've obviously got problem-aware, product-aware, solution-aware. Uh, 
that that's the three kind of areas people are right so so you take the spencer example there as just to take that because it was a good example you know maybe you came in you were problem aware meaning you had a problem I'm, i don't have the, my online business i don't have it's not automated I, I can't get leads easily i can't build web pages easily you know you have a problem so you went to youtube looking for a solution to the problem so when you saw someone had the solution they pre-framed with information that that showed you they have a they have a, a solution to your problem you were then ready to take the next step and, and become product aware. So they made you product aware then, Spencer did, by talking about click funnels as a solution to your problem. So now you're ready to buy it. It's just a great example of good marketing. For, for myself then, and for everybody, when you're thinking about the frame, what's the frame people are entering this conversation into, you can start to consider that. So what do my audience know about this opportunity or they don't know. They didn't know anything about this opportunity. How, what have I shared with them to date that will educate them on this opportunity? If none, then you have to make, you have to consider then that engagement week, for example, that's your opportunity then to start to list out the different uh, problems people have, the different objections people might have to this uh, solution, this opportunity. And once you have all of that list of problems and you have a list of, of kind of angles then you can go down, you, you get a feel for what you can talk about. So for me, again, going to that book arbitrage product, I knew our audience would really like it because it's an Amazon education product. So it's a good tie-in with what we already do. It's not competitive to our methodology because it's not to do a private label selling. So that was good. But I knew as well, I have to bridge the gap from what we're doing with private label to, hey, you can add another income stream into your Amazon business by doing this thing. And so that became, uh, that, that became my point of, well, how do I show people? Because I, I've been through the product. I know the guys who run the course. It's a great product. Like I, I believe in the process. It's like, how do I show people then before they even get on the webinar? This is a good additional income stream they can add into their existing business. That's my simple question. That's my frame. So, well, do they know anything about textbook arbitrage? No. And that's the mistake people make. They'll just talk about textbook arbitrage all day without understanding anything. So what did I do instead? We created a book challenge, which, which enabled us to talk about this idea that textbooks are a really um, profitable, high-priced product that sells on Amazon right now. And by the way, you can get started with something like this at a low risk because you can buy the stuff uh, elsewhere, sell it on Amazon in uh, small quantities, you know, you don't have to take thousands of units, hundreds of units. So all of a sudden, like that became the story then, and that became the content that would be presented in the first week. So by the time the second week came around, people knew number one, what textbook arbitrage was. Number two, they understood that it was high price and high profit. Number three, they understood that it was something they could add into their existing Amazon business, not take away. Number four, they understood that it's something that, you know, if you didn't have a piece of software, it's going to take you a lot of time to go and find all these opportunities. So that's great. So then what does the product give them? Number one, the system for actually doing this. Number two, the software to find the products. Number three, the support system to make sure they get results with the program. And so that's, that's it. And we did like, you know, we did six figures with that promotion as well, you know? So that's, that's what you got to do. You got to think about the frame, create content to help people understand it. Because you've got to get them from cold on the thing you're talking about to lukewarm or warm. So then when the marketing kicks in of your vendor, or by the way, just another idea for anybody listening, sometimes vendors marketing sucks. And I, I'll just be honest about that. Like 
Why? Because they don't understand your specific audience. Like even my, my marketing with the wrong audience will bomb. My marketing with the right audience will kill it. And I think that's the issue we have as well. Like a lot of times people don't understand like, well, that webinar or that promotion, that's designed for a certain type of an audience. And if you've not taken the steps to get the audience to where they need to be to receive that message, it's not going to work. Equally then, if, if you've got a message then that it just, yeah, it just doesn't jive with the audience because they don't know what the hell you're talking about, it, it's not going to work. So, so for me then, I think there's an opportunity for affiliates I'll do it myself at times. I haven't done it yet. There was one product I was going to promote that I probably would do it for were I to promote it. Where I make the webinar. I, I actually do it. And I talk about the opportunity. I talk about why you should join. I talk about all those different pieces. And uh, in, in, there's many ways of doing a webinar, as everybody knows, from a perfect webinar to a five shifts methodology. There's loads of ways, and I, I, do, I use them all. But equally, like that's another example of maybe you need a webinar of your own or a VSL of your own, or, or a stream of your own, you need something before they receive the marketing. And if it's a launch, three videos and an open email, an open video, that again, what is the message they need? What do they need to know before they buy the thing so that the videos or whatever they receive become powerful amplifiers, not detractors from the sale? That's so important. You take even Amazon, what we teach in, in Marketplace Superheroes, you know, there's a lot of questions people have before they can become ready to even buy a course about selling on Amazon. It's a mistake I made for years. I didn't put out enough content that would educate people enough to be able to be ready to become a buyer. And that's a critical thing. If you're an affiliate, that's a huge gap you can fulfill, by the way, which is what our best affiliates do for us. They provided the information people needed before they bought our program on YouTube or podcasts, et cetera. And they blew up uh, as affiliates of our program then because people were ready to buy from them and us. That is such a great answer. I love it. Okay. Tell me, I saw you did some YouTube video about researching and one of the main things before you sell anything is to do the customer research. I was talking to, Blake last week on the podcast yeah. and right. he also said that like the biggest mistake people make or one of the biggest is they don't do the research and then they right. fail with a funnel so tell me what are some of the best ways you do your marketing research and what yes. would you suggest to people how to do theirs better sure Number one, people skip the step all the time, myself included. I used to skip it as well. Uh, and, I, and sometimes you can get away. You can get away with it sometimes. Meaning if you, I was my ideal customer for a long time in my life uh, with the different products and services we, we created, right? So I know what I was like. So for a long time, I used to create marketing for people like me, essentially, right? But as we scaled our company, uh, I learned that's a, that was wrong because what I saw was our best clients, the clients who get the most success, uh, now not you know lots of different people do too, but the, the biggest boat number were older than me, had more than one kid, you know two kids, uh, they owned their own home, they they worked in a corporate job, they made a certain amount of money per year. I saw this with real data as time went on, kind of stumbled upon it, right? And so then I realized, geez, like if I had done my marketing and my market research a lot more in depth early on, I could have seen this and I could have actually created a lot more powerful marketing early on 
for these people. And it doesn't matter if you're a vendor or an affiliate, by the way, it's the same thing. If you're an affiliate, you still have to do this work. So the best way is to speak to people in your market if you can. You know, if you have a, if you have an email list, arrange phone calls with people on your email list just with the simple frame of, I'll give you a $25 Amazon gift voucher or whatever. I would just love 20 minutes of your time. I'd like to ask you a few questions about your journey, what you've been struggling with, why you're not where you want to be. And, and essentially, like, you know, the, the, the phone call just goes along. What would you like to achieve? Let me know where you'd like to be in your business, in your life. Uh, what are some of the reasons why you've been struggling to get there? And there, that's the kind of stuff you want to know, those challenges, those frustrations, those dreams, those hopes people have, really important. So phone calls, I think, are brilliant uh, because you get direct access to people. Uh, on from that, though, you know, obviously, if you've got an email list, you can just send out, not a survey, but just like simple questions like, you know, hey, tell me like in one paragraph your story, like, what, what do you do? Uh, why are you doing this? Where do you want to be? And people will respond, not everybody, but some will. You can incentivize them if you have to. Uh, that's another way. So phone calls, email. And on from that, then, you know, there's lots of things like Amazon customer reviews is pretty cool. You can look at books in your niche, get into the reviews, look at the, the positive ones, look at the negative ones and see what are the frustrations that people are talking about. Because here's the thing. I actually only learned this recently, which is hilarious, but I'm always learning. Right? I'm studying every day. And one of the things I've learned is that the most powerful conversation you can have with a prospect is at a time in their life when something big has happened, some big changes occurred. So for example, maybe they've been let off from their job. Maybe they've been told by a doctor they've had a bad health diagnosis. And I'm not saying this to be uh, you know, manipulative or anything, but it's just the truth is as adults, we only learn through pain. And that's just a horrible truth. Whereas kids, we learn through other people telling us, don't do that, do this. Or we get an ego as we get older and we don't want to, oh, but don't want to listen to these people. I know everything. And of course, when you get a bit more wisdom, you do listen to people. But, but the point is most people out there, and that's who you're going to be marketing to, it doesn't matter what niche you're in, they're not going to have that kind of wisdom. Therefore, you know, they're, if you go and you check out what I'm talking about, you're going to see that they have, something's happened to them. And if you can find out what is typically the thing that happens, what's typically the situation, the trigger point when people look for information and look for solutions to a problem, that's the marketing that's really going to blow up uh, your sales. If you're a vendor or an affiliate, it doesn't actually matter because like funnels, right? Like funnels are, they're all the rage, right? And funnels are vital. We use funnels all the time. Email funnels, you know, actual funnels on, you know, with click funnels pages and everything else. But the funnel is just a, it's a selection. It's just a collection of steps at the end of the day. And it is what it says. It's a funnel, right? But the widest part of the top, put all prospects in. And the, the, the funnel is an automated process that's designed to encourage people to step forward and let us know, let us know they want to work with us. Simply, that's all a funnel does. But of course, like within the funnel, the most important things you got to be considering are the offer that you're, you're promoting, the marketing, the frame all the stuff I've been talking about, that's actually what makes the funnel work. And, and some people talk about it, some people don't. I think sometimes though, there's too much of an emphasis on the funnel pages. The funnel pages like don't really matter. Like, I mean, what matters is what's on the funnel pages. So that's why doing the research, understanding the situation people are in, understanding actually what they're doing in their life. Like I don't, I don't get into what, t I don't get into like what TV shows they watch and all that. 
I know people talk about that. I don't do that. I don't go that far. I do go pretty far. Like it would be helpful to know what TV shows your audience watch, right? Because you could run Facebook advertising to that show. But for me, I don't go, I just don't go quite that far because our audience are so wide ranging. But what I can tell you is even with our audience now, you know, we teach, well, we do lots of things, but the main kind of thing people know us for is how to build a business on Amazon. The reality is I did a, I did a little survey recently question, which was like, Hey, let me know what podcast you're listening to. So I was interested to learn this. Hardly anybody listens to e-commerce podcasts, meaning they're not really interested in that. Yes. The Amazon vehicle is what they want when they, when they get to the point of that's the vehicle I want to go for. It makes the most sense to me. I can see myself doing it and that's fine. That's whenever our YouTube content kicks in because it's directly for those people. But before that, they listened to just like how to build a business online podcasts because they didn't know what vehicle they wanted to be in. And it was something was said on one of those podcasts, which was, which got them interested in Amazon. And so that's what you actually want to be figuring out. What, what is that? Because when you're buying ads and stuff eventually and you're scaling your affiliate business, that's the stuff you need to know. Because if you could find the podcast episode where people learned, oh, this is the vehicle for me, you could go and you could find that episode and, and try and run traffic to it or whatever you can do. You could even make it part of your funnel that you pull that episode into your funnel now because you know that's going to pre-frame everybody to buy the thing you're selling. That's the level you want to be at. Love it, man. All right. Before I ask my last question, tell me, I was interested if you were to choose one skill that like people who are new in affiliate marketing, let's say, should yeah. develop and focus on building, what would you say is the most important one? Yeah. But look, common question. I'll give you an answer, but I would say it's not just one thing, but I will give you an answer because you want, you want one answer, right? But I'd say it's never one thing because if you don't have a team, it can't be, right? But that said, if I was going to give anything I think is most important is it's speaking and writing persuasively is single most important. And I say speaking and writing because, look, if you can write persuasively, you can speak persuasively. It's a matter of learning and vice versa. But that is critical because, again, if you're so many people shy away from doing like a Facebook live or whatever, but that's, what's going to build your audience the best. That's what's going to help you become an influencer in your own way as well. Cause like the, the concept of influencer, by the way, has been totally hijacked by these weird people on Instagram who give no value and just take pictures of themselves all day, which is dying out. That said though, like as an influencer, like think about the, the language behind that you're influencing somebody to go one way or another. Therefore, if you can learn to write and speak uh, influentially, that's everything. Because that's all you're doing all the time. Like even myself now, that's what I'm doing all the time. I'm making webinars. I'm, I'm looking at emails. I'm writing emails. I'm writing Facebook posts. I'm doing Facebook lives. I'm doing, I'm doing podcasts, people like yourself, right? This is all influential speaking and writing. And so, yeah, if, you're, if you don't want to be a speaker, fine. You have to be able to do something influentially or you or just give up, honestly. So I would say that would be my skill. If I was to pick one, that would be it. I like that. And I lied. I have one more question I forgot to ask you. Sure. What do you think is like the biggest thing that made you like five times two comma club and that made you this successful? What is something you have or other successful people you know this have? What is the thing that stands out in your opinion? Yeah, strategy, pretty much. That's, that's what it is. 
strategy. You know, I mean, like people ask me all the time, what was the funnel that got you, what, what were the funnels that got you the two comic club awards, right? And it's kind of like, well, that's actually not the question. The question should be, what were the offers that, that you made that created such demand, that, that fulfilled such demand that people would actually give you enough money for you to create five separate instances where that was successful? That's the actual question. And then the only way to get the answer to that question is, strategically speaking, like, why did I have those different offers in my business? And that comes right back to the concept of, you know, Russell calls it a value ladder. Different people call it different things, you know, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, offer portfolio, whatever the hell, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, if you don't have a collection of offers, uh, and again, I will say it depends on what stage of business you're at. So again, you have the four stages of growth. Michael Masterson talks about it in Ready, Fire, Aim, right? Zero to a million, million to 10, um, 10 to 50 and 50 to 100, I think, were the four stages. Uh, but, at, but at the end of the day, like most people are listening, they might be in zero to one million, right? Which is totally cool. But again, like that stage of growth versus the second stage of growth, it, things change a little bit. But what doesn't change is that even as an affiliate, you have to have a way, not to have a tripwire, because I hate that phrase. You need to have a way to, to, to develop a buying relationship with somebody. So if that's a, a something you're promoting, that's $7 and you're getting 100% commission on it or whatever, fine. But you need to have something like that in your business. Now, can you start there? It's kind of tricky because, again, there's not, enough, there's not a whole lot of profit in that to be able to scale a business. So typically people start in the middle. You might promote something that's 1000 or $2,000. That makes a lot of sense. But as your big company grows and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're scaling the company, you have to start building in this portfolio of offers. So, so again, none of our offers that were to a comma club were low ticket. None. I mean, it's very hard to do. It's possible to do, but very hard to do. Uh, for us, you know, it would have been our $1,000 course, $5,000 coaching program, our freight company, actually offer freight to our Amazon sellers. You know, another one would have been another back-end product we have, which is five grand as well. So as you, what can you see there is a lot of them are higher ticket. It's yeah. easier to get the million dollars higher ticket, quite simply. Uh, you know, so, so they're all different things, but they all solve different problems in the customer journey. So, so yeah, that, I hope that answers your question. But I think strategy and having an offer, a value ladder, an actual value ladder, no matter what you're doing, that is so critical because that's what's going to give you your lifetime value. And anybody who tells you lifetime value is bullshit, I just, I just I stopped listening to them straight away because that's insane. Any company the world over, you know, they have, a, they have lifetime value. Apple are a good example. A lot of people use as a really successful consumer products and business product company. But look at Apple. What are they doing every year? They're releasing new products, new updates to their products because they want people to keep on rebuying from them to keep building that lifetime value. You as a marketer, Let's face it, I used to run away from this all the time. People want new, people want fresh, but also you've got to have this step up ladder in your business or you're never going to get to the real heights that are possible for you. Love it, man. Well, tell me and tell the listeners, well, where can people connect with you online? Where can they find your stuff and yourself? 
Yeah, so with this stuff, this is stuff I'm actually just starting to talk about, which is pretty cool because we've, we've built up the company now. So you can go to Stephen J. Summers, uh, sorry, stephensummers.com for that. I think it's Steve Larson here now. Uh, stephensummers.com for that. And then uh, there's not much on there right now. There will be very soon. And then Marketplace Superheroes is obviously you know where you can check out what we do. You can go look mm-hmm. at our funnels and whatever if you want to look at that or if you're interested in how we do Amazon globally with all over 4,000 successful people now, feel free to jump over there. And you know, YouTube, Marketplace Superheroes, pretty cool channel. And you can, I'm on Instagram as well, Stephen J. Summers, I am there. And uh, you know, feel free to send me a message. I don't have a big following there. It's probably something I'll grow more as we go forward. But it's an opportunity if you want to speak to me or ask me a question, you can send me a voicemail on Instagram or text and I can, I'll pick it up there. And for everyone listening, links will be at affiliatejourney.co slash Stephen for everything that he mentioned there. All right. Thank you so much for coming. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I know it's, it takes a lot of effort to build these shows and get all, everything done. So thanks for putting it on. And I was hopefully added value to people today. And thanks again for having me on. I'm certain you did. Everyone, don't forget to subscribe, share it with your friends. and. Stay tuned for the next week guest. Goodbye. Alright, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the end. Thank you for speaking. And as always, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on next awesome guest every Friday. And make sure you share this episode with your friends if you think they will find it valuable. So as I said at the end of the interview, you may find all the links to connect with Steven or myself at affiliatejourney.co slash Steven. So, until next week, for your success. Cheers.